right, hello everyone. This is Peter Miller from Smarter Than BPD. Today is June 29th, 2023, and this is episode 47. Today I wanted to talk about the subject of motivation, or in other words, being motivated to start taking care of your mental health. And as I've said in previous podcasts, um, I'm well aware from the many people that I've met with in my practice that it can be very difficult to prioritize mental health in a person's life, maybe similar to the ways it can be difficult to sometimes prioritize physical health. Something tells me that it is even harder to prioritize mental health than it is to prioritize physical health. And I think that there are lots of things going on here that are influencing how we prioritize our lives. And also, uh, if we are motivated or not to really start taking seriously uh, how to be mentally healthy. So, uh, for starters, and you've again, maybe heard me say this before, I don't think that we live in a cultural context that, uh, emphasizes, uh, mental health. It is sometimes appreciated and, you know, there can be special mental health days that you hear about on social media uh, or you know maybe sometimes certain schools will have little modules or classes that they you know temporarily insert into their programs i can't speak for every school everywhere and maybe some have some regular types of uh, learning nowadays uh, here where I am in Canada, I don't think that is the case yet. Although they have, again, maybe done some things here and there. I don't think um, people understand, actually, uh, it, this could be a reality check for some, uh, some of you out there. Um, and it really quite stunned me as I was uh, practicing in uh, mental health over the last 11 years, like coming more and more to see uh, how just generally ignorant people are of what it means to be healthy. I mean, you talk to people, right? And you try and sort out things and learn about their lives and try and like narrow it down to what the issues are that they're facing. And quite often, uh, there there's some kind of uh, emotional challenge or a tendency to want to avoid certain kinds of feeling. And quite often, that can be part of a personality disorder, uh, BPD, very frequently. Um, but when you start asking people questions like about emotions and how to deal with them, they just might even often admit like, I don't know what to do with those things. I just try my best to avoid the feelings that I don't like. And that's kind of the, the pattern that they've been in for years. And what makes people unique is the ways that they 
the things that they do to try and avoid the feelings they don't like. You know, like some people are workaholics and some people are alcoholics and uh, some people are uh, like porn addicts or sex addicts. Uh, sometimes there's a, a variety of uh, behaviors that a person uses to just continually try and avoid the feelings that they don't like because they don't know how to deal with their feelings in a more direct, authentic, uh, and healthy way. And again, like why would they have a way to deal with these things if they weren't raised in a context or around people who talked about how to do it? Uh, because the people that raised them were also raised in a society that is primarily focused on, I would say, um, figuring out how to make as much money as possible, acquire material things, and in many cases, uh, how to get a reward after you die. Meaning, so like many people are focused on their religious activities and that's really high on the on the priority list so lots of their time and energy goes to trying to uh, get to heaven or whatever right so what kinds of things they think am i going to do to get there <clears throat> i mean you might even want to ask yourself has like mental health ever even been in like the top five or top ten of uh the priorities in your life I know for certain uh, in my childhood, I was not uh, in an environment where it was talked about. Uh, there was no skill, no knowledge, um, and no wherewithal to understand, like even come close to understanding something like borderline personality disorder. And these things are inheritable there is a genetic component some some families definitely have more emotional sensitivity that they pass down to their kids and that doesn't mean that those kids have to develop uh, an emotional or personality disorder it just means that they have the vulnerability or the the predisposition it's really the the combination from my understanding so far of those vulnerabilities and a particular type of environment uh, usually an environment that is mental health ignorant sometimes I say the word mental health retarded it sounds a little bit more vulgar but I think it's actually a pretty good description like people just don't know they don't know anything about this stuff so they accidentally uh, create problems in in brain development for certain types of people, uh, especially again, those people who have those vulnerabilities. <clears throat> Instead, what you often see is that, you know, when people get quite emotional, uh, is that people get impatient because they don't know what to do with it. Uh, or they get just downright mean and rejecting uh, if they don't know what to do with the emotions that people have or how to be supportive, how to be a helper. And that's why you see lots of invalidation, like people saying things like, why are you being so emotional? You don't need to feel that way. Or why are you thinking like that? So it's a lot of uh, 
that, that uh, people developing or people who have BPD, that's what they hear. They hear the invalidating statements because the people that are around them have no idea uh, that the emotional center of the brain is deregulated and there needs you need to take an approach that will help regulate that part of the brain so that they can function in a more rational and logical way. But instead, again, you get the opposite. And then, you know, the emotions can get even more inflamed. The behavior can become even more erratic until, you know, something more chaotic and extreme happens. And, and then, you know, it's an even more forceful response. You might end up having the police involved or a person ending up in jail or, or in the hospital, right? And so the person with BPD often feels like, you know, it's just all me, it's all my fault. Uh, it has nothing to do with every uh, anything else going on around me. So I guess I would just really strongly argue that uh, I do think that we are in a cultural context that does not understand uh, emotions very well at all, and in particular, uh, emotional disorders. So, you know, if you are a person who is looking into this, um, you have to kind of come to the point where you say, um, okay, you know, this is the world that I live in. I don't live in a world that uh, cares a whole lot about mental health. I mean, there may be people here and there who, you know, show a lot of interest and try to help. And uh, it's usually people who uh, have suffered before. And I'm, I think I'm one of those as well. So, you know, I have a strong interest in uh, reaching out and doing what I can to, to be of assistance. But I mean, you do have to get to the point where you're going, you're, you're got to go like, okay, like nobody's going to come and save me, really. I mean, people might step in a little bit here and there, and they may be caring. But if, this is a, a condition that can take many months to several years to uh, figure out and to like get the brain reconditioned uh, sufficiently that you're not having major episodes on a regular basis. So this is like long term and um, th the people around you are, are no doubt busy in their own lives, uh, pursuing their own goals, doing many different things. I mean, so they can provide a limited amount of support. Uh, you're, you're probably not going to get just like a dedicated helper um, to be kind of T tuning in deeply to what your needs are in you know each moment of your life like most of the time you're going to be on your own um, and now if you don't accept that kind of as like reality and kind of keep going like and waiting for other people to be there for you you'll probably fall down and struggle more than if you thought okay I'm, I'm mostly on my own I'm, for the most part no one's coming to save me um, so I have to dig deep into my own learning and I have to get a, a self-care routine going that is focused on how to address this, this disorder. And a typical routine might include things like uh, reading about BPD, uh, having some daily meditation practices, uh, probably enrolling in a course that could get you completing exercises that are intended to help you become more self-aware, 
notice your thought distortions and self-defeating beliefs, and in particular, understand how emotions get the best of you and uh, can turn into extremely unhealthy interactions with others that come with all of the unwanted consequences. The option to follow up with a therapist is, of course, ideal as well, but we all know that there's lots of people in the world who don't have that option uh, for various reasons. So, I mean, that's part of uh, what you could include in a lifestyle that is aimed at overcoming uh, borderline personality disorder. But again, what people will often do is uh, underestimate what is needed in order to make uh, this possible. Uh, you can't just go to a few counseling appointments. You can't just read like uh, a book or two or listen to a few podcast episodes. Uh, you definitely need to be working on yourself in some kind of consistent and dedicated way uh, so that you can finally start noticing some of the changes. And those changes can look like being able to notice like what you're feeling in the moment, for example. Whereas in the past, you had no idea what you were feeling or what to call it with uh, your self-awareness being improved, you could say, oh, this is another one of those types of moments, maybe where I start uh, judging myself and feeling a lot of shame, or where I start worrying about parts of my life or the future and start feeling a lot of fear, and that it shows up in certain ways and in certain parts of my body. And then when those feelings start to show up, I have certain things that I do that don't help the situation. And I need to practice some of these other skills that I'm learning uh, to let the emotion pass through my body and then think through what I can do uh, that is different than what I've done before. So that's kind of like, you know, sort of what a chain analysis exercise or part of a chain analysis exercise sounds like. But eventually you want to be able to do this kind of thing like in moment to moment life on the fly. You know, and until you can get to that point or that level of self-awareness, chances are very good that you're going to be continuing to uh, slide back into the old patterns or the dominant uh, neuro pathways in your brain that turned into all kinds of problem situations that we call borderline personality disorder. <clears throat> and because of the the way that most people live around you, I mean, it can be easy for you to get convinced that you don't need this kind of self-care routine and that all you need to do is what most other people seem to be doing which is, you know, trying to uh, acquire more uh, and do recreational activities, go places, uh, you know, do their spiritual practices if that's what they're into, 
and uh, you know, get ahead is kind of the thing, right? You can start to believe that that's all that's really needed to be okay, um, but that is false. Or you might start to believe that doing those things will somehow take care of your mental health problems. It will not. Uh, being successful in some sort of career or making lots of money will not fix mental health problems. Or being dedicated to whatever religion or church you go to, that will not fix mental health problems. In fact, it could uh, do the opposite, uh, if you ask me, because you might be thinking that this is all I need to be okay and happy when it isn't actually doing anything to uh, help you learn how to regulate emotions and to uh, get your brain working in different ways and challenging all the types of thinking that get your emotions stirred up in the first place. So I know I'm being kind of blunt here today, um, but I think really it's needed uh, if you are going to actually do something to help yourself. You can't be really deluded in any way if you're going to help yourself. You need to have uh, the right reasons to take this part of your health seriously. And I know that there's lots of resources out there that you can access in order to get this self-care or mental health self-care routine going. Uh, I have recently launched one myself called the Smarter Than BPD Premium Skills Training Program uh, that is also now available in what I call a solo study. So anyone in the world could uh, take a look at this program, uh, purchase it, and start uh, applying it so that they get this routine going. It is chock full with information, activities, practices, and different ways to reinforce uh, what you need to know to be healthy. And it also has a really uh, excellent way to increase your emotional vocabulary, which is one of the most helpful things you can do uh, for being able to settle down emotions. Uh, believe it or not, the more emotion words you use, and if you can use them in the right moments and talk about your emotions, uh, the better able you are to regulate your brain and use it more effectively and ultimately change every moment of your life. If you're interested, uh, check out stbpdskillstraining.ca. You can also uh, find links to it at smarterthanbpd.info. And there is a new promotional video uh, that I have hosted in those different places uh, that ex uh, explains uh, the issue of BPD and somewhat what the program looks like. Okay, so again, that's smarterthanbpd.info or stbpdskillstraining.ca. Thanks for listening today, and also please rate and review Smarter Than BPD in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. <laughs>